The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Welcome back to the stadium view. What time zone am I in right now? It's hard to tell. Travel back from the Coliseum. And boy, we sure could have used Spartacus or Russell Crowe yesterday. But uh, at the old yard, the Packers take another tough one. 29-27 to the still undefeated Los Angeles Rams. We got a lot to talk about tonight. How that game finished, how that game was played. It was entertaining. And I have to admit, I have never been to a road game. And uh, time was back when the Buccaneers were in the division. And they played in Tampa in December. The place was 80% Packer fans, obviously. But this one was at least 50-50, if not more. And they certainly were at more volume than the Rams fans until the final gun. Very disappointing loss for the now 3-3-1 Packers. So we'll get to it alongside, as usual, Matt Z. Hello, Matthew. Hello, hello, hello. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was it's a tough one. It's been a weird year. Rodgers goes down. Well, heroic comeback. Uh, we have Crosby go 0 for 5. We have a tie with Clay, you know, gets uh, a sack that wasn't a sack. And now we have yesterday's calamity at the finish that has everyone yeah. all up in arms. So going into the game, did you think the Packers were going to win? Uh, I didn't pick them to win. Right. I picked that kind of a game. Okay. I knew they would cover. I knew they would play very spirited. They would score points. They'd give some up. I didn't think the defense was going to come out and play as effectively as they did early on. I mean, the Rams didn't cross midfield until the fake punt. I was surprised at the Rams not being able to figure out that on third down passing situations, uh, guess what? Patton's Everyone's coming. blitzing. Yeah, Patton's coming. They seemed baffled by that time after time after time. They finally beat it with a run, but it took them a long time to figure out, hey, this is what Petten's going to do to us. They held Gurley in check. I, you know, they play hard. The one thing I kept saying was, you know, this is probably going to come down to a turnover. I didn't think it was going to be yeah. that kind of a turnover. And it... Uh, Two points came down to a safety. Yeah, and it came down to a safety. Uh, with you know uh, the the special teams, offenses and defenses, I think were a stalemate. But uh, the Rams won the special teams game. I don't think uh, without question. Yeah, I uh, mean, and the Rams made big plays at the end when they absolutely needed to. Donald with that big sack on a three and out that leads hey, to. Hey, Clay had the big sack yeah. to get the stop. Sure. When the Rams got it back right after the Packers grabbed the lead, so shank punt <sighs> by Scott. That's a very big play in that game. Yeah, I know Montgomery is getting all the blame, and I get it. But that was an awful punt that put the Rams right there for that field goal to yeah. take the lead. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it was just odd all the way through. But uh, a lot of excitement, and uh, we'll get to the locker room stuff. And he didn't talk after the game, but he did just an hour ago. We'll hear from Ty Montgomery and get his explanation on how all that went down yesterday and what went down not only uh, you know on the field, but after the field, there were a lot of things said. Now, this was a very unusual situation. The Coliseum, folks was built in 23, and I don't think they've done much to it since. The press box was a trailer. They are redoing the whole press box for the okay. Olympics in 20, what are they coming back, 28, 24, something Is like it, that. Yeah, I think so, but whatever. And USC's getting a big upgrade. So we're sitting in little converted temporary trailers for the press box, which was kind of unusual. The locker room was so small, we could not go into the locker room after the game. Ah. We had to catch guys coming out of the locker room on their way to the bus in the tunnel underneath the stadium, uh, and it made for a very kind of chaotic scene, and guys were still steaming, and I, I will say this. I haven't heard as many four-letter words coming out of Packer players' mouths about a loss than I did after this game. <laughs> I'm not going to say who said what a lot and of what was said, but... 
a lot uh, of fooey. There was a lot of frustration, uh, and understandably so, about how that game went down and yeah. how that game finished. So, well, you were right there. I mean, against an undefeated team, which a lot of experts believe are going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to be Super Bowl favorites, and you took Look, them to the limit. They beat Denver by three. They beat Seattle yeah. by two. I don't think they've actually played Murderer's Row this season. Gave up a lot of points to Minnesota. And, and so, yeah, they're really good. They're very exciting. They've got tons of talent. There's no question about that. But are they beatable? I'm convinced they are. Absolutely. Listen, so. they bleed just like everybody else. You can beat Not them. Not quite as profusely as the guys up the street are You right can now. beat them. I mean, yeah, they look... They're high-powered offense. Defense can make plays, but they're beatable, just That's like why, every team is I know. beatable. That's why it, the guys were really uh, disconsolate because they had the bye week. They put two weeks of planning into right. this thing. I thought the plan was really good, uh, but they just could not carry it out. So, hey, we're going to hear from one of the really bright spots on this uh, rookie class. This year. Uh, Jair Alexander played great yesterday, I thought. He really did, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the other guy that got into the end zone again, Marquez Valdez-Scantling due on board here tonight, so get a chance to meet him. The Packers' fifth-round draft choice in a couple of minutes. But let's go to the Coliseum in Los Angeles to hear what the guys had to say after the ball game, and we'll begin with head coach Mike McCarthy on one that got away again. Well, that was a uh, tough loss, hard-fought loss. Uh, coming out here, I thought our team had a, a really good week of preparation, probably clearly our best week leading into it. Uh, started the game as we would like, you know, running the football. Uh, I thought our defense was outstanding there. Both teams were wearing down. Uh, I thought the guys fought the Rams. Congratulations. I thought they put out a tremendous effort. But the big plays, the back and forth, you know, it's uh, a tough one to swallow. Very tough one to swallow indeed for the pack. Now back at 500. As for Sean McVay's Rams, him, eight and O. This team has demonstrated through eight games, while we have a long way to go, there's a variety of ways that we can win, but ultimately our team is winning games because all three phases are doing an excellent job. <sighs> yeah, they're good. There's no question about it. But it came down. I didn't have a printer on my plane coming home today, so I got to read this off my laptop. Uh, two special teams <laughs> players for the Packers, though, just couldn't quite do their job when it mattered most. Uh, the D got the stop late after they grabbed the lead. The offense couldn't close it out, and uh, it was a three and out. And then J.K. Scott clanked a 25-yard punt. The final punt there, um, dropped it inside, just went across the body, and... Uh, you don't really even need to look up, you know, you just know miss hit it, so. Well, kid. Yeah, he knew right away. He said when he dropped it, it was off, and it, just, it was bad up to that point. I you mean, know what? Was... They talked all week. They've blocked uh, this Littleton guy, this linebacker, really fast. fast. He's blocked four punts already this career, two this year. So they knew they were going to be coming, yep. and they came hard at him a couple of times, but uh, it but caused the yips, that's for sure. That's a big play. I mean, the Rams are already on your side of the field. They're at the 40. You got Zerline. I mean, the yeah. guy's got a monster yeah, leg. That hurt. That's no question about Rams that. Rams had was, a lot of confidence. There was still time, however. It set up the short drive for the go-ahead field goal, and then Came time on Gumbarese. Well, was it insubordination, kickoff return, and fumble? Like McCarthy would only say he messed up. The plan was to stay in and, and give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. That was the plan. But was he directly ordered to stay in? It's semantics and, that we'll have to sort out here. And I would assume on the Rams' side of things, the plan was to kick it probably a little shy of the end zone and force a return. I did that a couple of times. Yeah. Had him come out. And quite honestly, Ty just doesn't seem to really get up to speed on kickoff yeah. returns. He's really kind of patiently looking for holes. I but imagine anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the fact of the matter is he came out, all yep. right? And he came out, and if he would have just went down when he got hit, 
They have it at the 20 instead of the 25, but it was a fumble. And uh, with 2.05 left and one timeout, yeah, needing only three, Aaron Rodgers didn't get to touch the ball again. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh, you know, that play didn't lose the game, but it definitely uh, took away an opportunity for us to go down and, uh, and win it. Yeah. And listen, there's no guarantee they I, do march. That's what down. I said on the uh, cover you two never last know. night. Yeah. Oh, is, it, but, is that a slam dunk he drives for the win? Well, that chances are pretty good, but uh, you're right. No guarantee. You do want that offense to get one more try, especially when all you need is a field goal, right? I mean, that's all you would have needed. And Mason did hit for 53. To get but. Mason in range, you wouldn't have had to drive all the way for a touchdown. I mean, and also coming out, you took away the two minute warning. Say he holds on to the ball. And he gets tackled to the 20 and Packers get it. still a two-minute warning, yeah. Well, that two-minute warning would have expired. Yeah, I know. You would have lost a clock stopping. Would have lost that stopping, uh, so that could come back sure. to bite you. I, I understand. Uh, so it ended badly. But both sides, I thought, were good enough to win it. They had the early 10-point lead. They rallied from 10 down and had a bunch of big plays. How about Aaron Jones taking it to lay up the middle for a 33-yard touch? Uh, Aaron say, go make a play. And um, that's what happened to the guys up front, uh, along with the rest of the blocking unit. They did a great job. And... It was open. I was one-on-one with the safety, and uh, I like my chances one-on-one with the safety. He is this year's Jeff Janis. People are crying for him to get the touch every single time. But he's producing as well. He is producing. He is. I mean, Janis. I know, but yeah. still, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I know. Exactly. I know what you're saying. But at least, yeah, Jones is producing. Yeah, it was and, a nice And you run. see, all it takes is a couple of touches, and he's got that breakaway big playability. Yeah, so if yeah. you feed him more... More chance for big Gaping plays. hole, one jump cut, and then it was one-on-one, as yeah. he said, with the safety, and he won that battle, that's for sure. And how about our guest tonight, Marquez, Valdez Scantling, even down six, he got six back on that 40-yard beauty. Aaron, I was playing slot uh, the play before. Aaron told me to go outside. He thought I could beat the defender on a go route. And after that, you know, I just beat the defender, went inside, he threw a great ball, and he scored a touchdown. You think that was a game winner? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's... We were up. You know, I think we had a pretty good shot at it. Some unfortunate things happened, but you know, one play doesn't lose a football game. You know, so one play doesn't win it either, as you can see. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of plays in a football game, not one big one either way. Well, the defense, I thought they gave up over 400, but I thought they came to play. Five sacks of Jared Goff. Here's Clay Matthews. I felt like we just showed up. Uh, you know. I mean, obviously, they've had the success they've had with a lot of smoke and mirrors, uh, good play calling, <laughs> speed and misdirection. We came out, you know, made it kind of dirty and grimy, uh, really got after him, hit the quarterback, and obviously, they kind of found their footing in the second half, maybe the late in the first half, but then we put it back on them, at, you know, at the end of the game and, you know, did just enough for our offense to get down there. And it's just, it, I mean, it really is a shame the way in which we dropped that game, but, you know, you'd like to think. You know, if we see these guys again, but at 3-3-1, three, three, we need to start winning these games. We can't let them go. No, nope, you can't. And Mike Daniels even a little more blunt than Clay. It sucks. You had him on the ropes. But when you're fighting Mike Tyson, you got him on the ropes, you got to knock him out. You can't give him any life. And that's too many times we gave them life. So we have to do a better job. Did get the job done. And uh, but the Rams did. They made the yeah. plays in the last couple of minutes and won the ball game. And I did get a chance to run into the Rams locker room to visit with a guy that we haven't seen for a while. I didn't think we'd ever see again. And that was Sam Shields, yeah. Packers defensive back, who uh, we thought was going to retire because of all the concussions. Came back, now with the Rams, gets into the mix in the secondary a little bit. And boy, he made two big special teams play, downing that punt at the one right before the safety. And uh, you know what? Uh, oh, we can skip that uh, Aaron Rodgers cut. Let's go right to Sam here, and then we'll get into Ty. Uh, but uh, he downed the punt at the one, and uh, 
Also caught the 12-yard pass from Johnny Hecker on the <laughs> fake punt. And uh, Sam was all smiles, obviously, afterwards. Uh, just some things we've been working on you know, all week. And um, that was just opportunities. Since the U. Right. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, you know how they go. Uh, just taking advantage of the opportunities. Everybody in Green Bay wanted to know. How you doing? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. Um, just happy to be back out here, seeing those guys again. Jittery at first. You know, I was really nervous. It's crazy to say that, but um, it was good seeing those guys again and, you know, playing against them. So, it was all love, man. Right, yeah, Kyle, let's take you know, a break and then we'll come back with you know, They them, always been loyal, stuff. you know, even to me when I was there. And um, y'all bring them everywhere. Green Bay, too, bring them everywhere. But, you know, it was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game. It, you know, it was a good, entertaining national game of the week on Fox. I'm sure they liked it. No, absolutely. It was neck and neck, down to the wire. And just the way the defense did come out for the Packers, and you hold them to six points in that first half. I mean, that two points isn't on, on the defense. Yeah. You held them to six points, this high-flying offense that no one else can stop, and they got speed all over the place, and the MVP and Todd Gurley, you shut them down in that first half. Yeah, yeah. But the offense was only able to get that 10. You know, it was just... But field position hurt. Uh, yep. Not only did they start at the one, they had another possession start at the four, another one yep. possession that started at the uh, 18. If it, they could have just got another score or two, a couple of field goals somewhere, yeah, give yourself yeah, a little bit more breathing room. is a lot better as, yeah. uh, than 10 nothing. But as it Listen, is... Listen, they were right there in that game. Yeah, they fell uh, hard. And uh, tell you what, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from uh, the guy everybody's been talking about today, and that's running back Ty Montgomery. Did not talk after the ball game, uh, but he did in the locker room just about an hour Hour, uh, ago, and it was a very interesting conversation with the media. You'll hear about it, and uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. We welcome you from uh, Sheboygan to Wausau and everywhere in between, and uh, streaming live on all of our video sites. We're live from the Stadium View on Home Greenway. What do you got? We got Singo here every Wednesday night from 6 to 9. That's musical bingo. Double Bubble every Monday from 10A to close. Every weekday from 10A to 7. Logan Spicer is going to be playing inside at Stadium View 6 to 9 tomorrow night. He is awesome. And make sure you watch all the away Packer games here at the Stadium View. Great roasted chicken specials. Obviously a Wisconsin favorite. And great shot specials every time that the Packers score a touchdown. Hey, let's hope they Chicken get a few next Sunday night. Why not? That we'll makes a two-point loss feel a lot better yeah. the next day. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Ty Montgomery more in the fifth quarter right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you here on a tough Monday night for the Pack. Still a long way to go, but they're looking up at two in the NFC North now with the Vikes losing to the Saints and right. the Bears beating the Jets, Lions falling to the Seahawks yesterday. So it's a jumbled mess in the black and blue uh, with, uh, you know, still quite a few games to go. Let's see what happens. After the ballgame, uh, Ty Montgomery, as I said, did not want to meet with the media uh, to talk about the play that uh, really everyone seems to think cost the Packers that ball game. Uh, and there were several players who said some things, including one player anonymously who came right out with it and uh, really blasted Ty. Mike Silver uh, of the NFL Network wrote a story about it, and uh, he said uh, he talked to several players who wondered what yeah. in the world Ty was doing uh, bringing that ball out in the first place when he was told not to. Is it insubordination, a fireable offense? Is this Brandon Bostic all over again? You know, and uh, the Did player was very pointed, uh, the unnamed player, and uh, used some foul language and uh, 
and basically just threw him under the bus. Now there were there's reports also that Ty kind of threw a tantrum on the sideline after he talked gets, about that. He gets too. pulled and yeah. he throws his helmet down. Did you see that from the? I did not see that from the press box. I didn't see that on the series earlier. And remember, Packers got the stop, uh, and before the 25-yard punt, there was a first-down pass that was a little flare route to Ty that was wide of the mark. Wasn't sure if the route was shallow enough or whatever happened. Uh, And Ty thought he was in a position to really make some plays late in that game. And when came out, he says it was really frustration. Uh, You get frustrated. You want to help the team. You want to make plays. Uh, And uh, he wasn't really screaming at anyone in particular particular other than he was just frustrated that he's just not happening for him so all of that as kind of the uh, background story to this and uh, so we heard uh, last night that Ty would probably talk today and after their meetings he did come into the locker room and did uh, chat with us for about 10 minutes and I can play the whole 10 minutes but I'm gonna play the first couple of minutes of Ty Montgomery explaining what in the heck happened and uh, I had to be the one to lead it off by asking him what happened let's listen to Ty Montgomery Look, before every single return, I say the same thing. If it's in the end zone, keep it in the end zone. Y'all have seen me take a knee multiple times. Y'all have seen me have big returns and then still take a knee in the end zone, even when it's three yards deep. Said the same thing he always says. Call the return. If it's in the end zone, keep it in the end zone. This kicker, we talked about in game planning, this kicker has a big leg. You guys watch the game. When he kicked the ball, if he wanted it to not be returned, he kicked it where? out of the end zone or deep in the back of the end zone. When he kicked the returnable ball, where was it? In the field of play. At that point in time, I stood where I always stood. I had a returnable ball, so I made a split-second decision on, I don't know if this is going to land on the goal line, so I'm not going to take a knee on the goal line at the half-yard line and take a chance of putting the, putting the game in the ref's hands. Unfortunately, I ended up fumbling the football. You know, I don't think we'd be having this conversation if I didn't formal football because we know how good our two-minute offense is. Um, but I've never been a guy to completely disobey what I'm being told. Um, I think you can ask a lot of guys around the locker room. That's not what I do. It's not the kind of man I am. It's not the kind of person I am. And it, man, it, it happened so fast. Um, you know, I'm I'm pissed off about it. Uh, you know, I, you know, maybe I was loose with the ball, maybe a combination of me being loose with the ball and the guys, he just made a good play. Um, he's a good football player. And he just he, he put his hands in the right spot or whatever happened. Were you surprised at all by some of the reactions from teammates? 100%. Very disappointing. Um, uh, it's a lot of stuff that's not true that's causing me to have to deal with you know, false accusations about my character, perceptions about my character. Um, I've never been one to throw teammates under the bus. You guys know. If you guys ever ask me questions about teammates, I always deflect it. I don't like it. Um, so it's, it's very disappointing, especially as a guy that's jeopardized the, the length of his career, the amount of money he can make in his career, in the middle of a season, being asked to do multiple things all the time. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Is it an issue that you will address with guys, or do you think it needs to be addressed so it doesn't fracture a team or a unit at all? No, uh, I'm not gonna really address it. I have confidence. I believe on this team that I can talk to, that I can vent to. 
However, it's not something that I'm not going to try to figure out who said what. That's not the kind of person I am. Honestly, if they wanted to be known, they would have said it. Um, they would have made it clear. I personally don't buy into that. We talk about being brothers. We talk about being family and keeping things in-house, in-house, this, that, and the other. And that's not what happened. I don't know. Maybe that's what they do in their family, but that's not that's not what I do in mine. Um, no one ever said anything to me. No one ever came to me. So I'm thoroughly disappointed in the speculation and um, just the... Just the, the backlash that I have to deal with now, because now we're talking about my character. We're not even talking about the fumble anymore. We're talking about my character. We're talking about the reasons why I did what I did, and I'm not. I'm not okay with that. There you go, Ty Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about character. Well, yeah, you know, his character was brought into question that yeah. he would, you know, uh, you know, disobey orders uh, and be motivated by his tantrum to say screw this i'm gonna just take this game into my own hands no and, one can uh, get into his head no one knows where his mental state was when he goes out for the kick return who knows it's still a little ambiguous was he ordered yeah. you do there for any reason and, and ty saying you know he's got to know where he is when he catches the ball he i know is look down when yeah. he catches it but uh talking about a, a little more after uh what i did save and, and play on the air uh you know now he's dealing with all this outside noise about sure. all of this and uh, here's a quote uh from what he said about that um I deal with noise as a professional player on a weekly basis. We all do. That's what we have to deal with. The most disappointing thing is now that it's it's now inside. It's tough for me to trust anyone now. With that being said, people are sending messages to my wife, making comments and posts about my son, getting phone calls, people offering houses to stay because now people are making threats. Come on, Packer fans. It's a game. It was a mistake. But that that is the ugly underbelly of today's social media world it's true when anything negative happens to someone it's immediate i'm gonna kill you your family should die it's disgusting that we act like that as humans towards one another but that's what we do and it sucks and then these guys especially because they're in these high profile very visible positions deal with this all the time over a fumble in a sporting contest that ultimately sorry doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It's just entertainment. It sucks that it these guys your, have it to deal. your Sunday evening. Beyond that, yes, it that's sucks that. that these guys and their family has to deal with. You want to say worse words, but a bunch of jerks. You know, and Ty hosts a, a little radio thing media. down in the valley. He's not even going to it tonight, yeah. uh, just because he just does not want to deal with. I, I'm sure they'd be very kind to him there as the, the yeah. host of this thing, but. That being said, but if you're dealing with all that stuff online and your son and your family, no, I, it, it's awful. I hate that part about society. It's it's gross. All right. Yeah. All right. So, do they cut him? No. I, I don't think they're gonna cut him. Don't think so. I think now the big storyline is this rumor that keeps coming out about Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Oh, well, trade deadline trade is this tomorrow. week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a report that uh, the Packers might be shopping Ha Ha for uh, an edge rusher to get some more pressure. Uh, but who's going to give up, you know, a prominent pass rusher yeah. when they're one of the most coveted players on a football team uh, for a safety that, quite honestly, isn't really wowing anybody here into the final year of his contract? But would he wow with a change of scenery? Perhaps. You know, he, many, you know, he talked, obviously, that, hey, I don't expect to be here next year. That's just kind of how this business works, playing out this final year of his contract. That's not exactly the attitude you want from your starting safety. And I think other teams look at that as well and say, all right, do we want that attitude on our team? Do we want to give up X, Y, and Z to try to get a guy like that? Well, 
Let's start by covering Josh Reynolds on a yeah. one-yard touchdown catch. Let's start by not lunging and whiffing on Todd Gurley coming around the edge, you know, late in the ball game, and uh, then we'll see what happens. No, all right. With back with Ty, you know, he mentioned now he's dealing with it inside of the house, right? Like players are talking. You've got these anonymous yeah. player, at least one anonymous player. One anonymous player, yeah. Voicing that really, displeasure. That really lowered the boom on So him. now if he's got to try to figure out who that is, you got people talking behind your back, is he a guy in that locker room that is very close-knit with other guys? You're there often, or is he kind of a loner kind of He's kind of, di- he's kind of, of distant. I don't see him interacting an awful lot with okay. uh, everyone else in the locker room. He lockers next to Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and the running backs are kind of their little collective group. But I wonder how harmonious that is. Everyone's crying for Jones. Williams wants to play. Montgomery wants to play. Right. Mike continues to shuttle these guys in at personnel groups, you know, almost series by series, when it appears to me... And I think this is what Aaron Rodgers has been kind of grumbling about behind the scenes, too, is let's get the best 11 out there yes. all the time. Yeah. Are you telling me Aaron Jones can't play 50 snaps a game? Get 20 carries? Yeah. Got 12 and averaged almost 8 a carry yesterday again. It's just not enough touches. So uh, there's uh, there's a little of that going on. But, no, I don't think Ty is uh, the out front guy in that locker room by any stretch of the imagination. He's quiet, very reserved, very thoughtful. And you just hope that a situation like that doesn't snowball, doesn't escalate, doesn't you know create more diversion, more cracks you in the fabric. Ha- look at what's there. happening in Jacksonville, Z. Oh, I know. Uh, that locker room is fractured. Yeah. This one, well – a little bomb went off yesterday, but was some of the things that were said in the heat of the moment, understand. We're talking 25 minutes, a half an hour after a really hard-fought loss, and emotions were raw. And now you got to make but, sure, let's do as uh, Andy Griffith used to say, we got to do a little bud dipping here. But those Snip emotions those emotions didn't surface when Mason Crosby missed so many kicks in Detroit. You didn't have the outburst. That was a really emotional rallying cry for that yeah. guy. And I asked several players. Jones, Tremont Williams was one who went out of his way after the game to spend time and talk with Ty. Uh, we talked to Tremont again this afternoon. I'll have some stuff for you tomorrow morning on that. But uh, he went out of his way to kind of just tell Ty, look, you know, the, the only thing we could do is get ready for New England. Right. Okay, we cannot uh, just dwell on this uh, or look for reasons why or figure out who's upset by what happened. We've just got to band together and push forward. Uh, there's still plenty of time to do that. Uh, and I thought that was uh, encouraging. And a lot of guys, several of them yesterday, Aaron Jones was one. Of course, that's his uh, you know, brother in the backfield. Uh, but he says, yeah, we're going to support Ty. It was just a tough play. Uh, whether it was a bad decision or not, doesn't matter. The, the fumble was a bad play. Bad plays happen to all players at some point right. or another. So, yeah, we're going to support him and pick him up and, and hope you know he learns from the mistake. And uh, that's about the best way you can deal with it. Now, is he out there as kick returner come New England? Good question. I know. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, it'll be an interesting week. Maybe, maybe not in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, with the with, game on the line. two and a half minutes yeah, left. with the game on the line. All Maybe right, not. We're going to take a break. Ah, I wonder where uh, MBS must have a little jet lag, too, but hopefully he'll get over here tonight. But when we come back, we'll talk more about that game yesterday, everything else going on around with the pack, and, uh, hey, we'll look for a hot play from the day. Don't go away. More of the fifth quarter live from the stadium view in just a minute. We now return you to right, the fifth quarter. All right, we're going to get a hot play, anybody? Bar and grill. Here Dave, are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. 29-27, disappointing day in L.A. As the Packers fall to the Rams, the Patriots are next. Coming up on Sunday night in Foxborough. I bet you uh, we'll have ourselves a heck of a time next week. Should be fun. One. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriot Patriots man. have to get through Bills first. Let's oh, get through the Bills. And NBC uh, has already released a hype video for Brady Rogers Goat Game with yeah. Michael Jordan oh, really? talking about who's the greatest of all time. This big hype video already. So be only the second time that they've ever matched up. To, yeah, 2014, 2014. Lambeau Field. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what Packers happens. Packers won right. that game. All right. We got to get to our hot play of the day. It's brought to you by friends at Robinsons. You know how it works. You guess the play correctly. You'll take home a prize tonight, and you will also be registered to win, uh, or yeah, be registered to win the grand prize <laughs> drawing at the end of the year, and that is a pair of indoor clubs to the uh, Packers Lions regular season finale. Once you are in, you are in. So uh, we're looking for newcomers tonight. Who we got over there, Dave? Let's see if we can't get one right out of the gate. Okay, we got Ted. Ted! Valdez, Scantling, touchdown. Rare is it when we have the play <laughs> of the day coming from the guest of the day. <laughs> who so isn't our guest? Yeah, who uh, so <laughs> we thought. But it was a heck of a play, that's for sure. <laughs> Packers were down late by a score of 26 uh, 20. Marquez Valdez, Scantling caught the 40 yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers, and it was Aaron who says, you know what? Uh, this came from the suggestion of MVS uh, and the go-ahead score. Yeah, definitely. We talked about it on the sideline. There was a picture we'd looked at and looked like he'd got on top, and I asked him, and I said, what do you want? Do you want another go-round? Do you want a stop route? He said, no, I want a go-round. I said, okay. So I came back to him. He beat him inside, restacked, and it was a nice play. Very nice play. And nice I, job, Ted, on our hot play of the day. I'd love to ask our non-guest, MVS, what he saw in coverage on that play and what... <laughs> How he felt after scoring that touchdown. He's been running a lot of slants yeah. and inside routes uh, throughout the course of the game. And if you get another look at the play of the safety, you know, from the one, DB is playing off. MBS runs a slant. It's wide open. I yeah. mean, they get seven yards and he beats a safety. That thing could go 99. Uh, but Aaron handed it off instead. So the continually in running, in running, in running, and all of a sudden during the defense on the field, Marquez says something to Aaron, I think I could just lead in and go. And Aaron says, all right, let's do it. They did it. Worked That's, out beautifully. It's little That's things. pretty good for a rookie. Yeah. It's little things like that that we miss out on when we're watching games because you don't get to see the all-22 film, yeah. the overhead shots. You miss out on a lot of that stuff where – they are really kind of setting things up for future plays and future routes. And, hey, if we get this look again, let's make sure we fake this one and go this way. You miss that when you're watching that on television. Yeah, you do. Uh, there's all kinds of intricacies. And, uh, and that was uh, kind of the thing that I was impressed about on the other side of the ball. Mike Pettin with his defense. He went with just two defensive linemen much of the game. Had Jermaine Whitehead in the box. Had Tremont Williams kind yep. of move into the slot with Jair Alexander back now in the corner from his groin injury. And I thought that kid played great. Five pass breakups yesterday. He's definitely got the most attitude we've seen for quite a while in that secondary. Not sure what that swim thing was on the field after a breakup. But I don't know. Yeah, but who knows? A, but it was a big play. I like the way he closes on the ball, and he's very aggressive. Good uh, skills. And he's a willing hitter, that's for sure. Uh, but eventually, the Rams found the weakness in this, yeah. and that was they they exposed Whitehead pass coverage. They got after that matchup, not unlike the Packers. Suddenly finding Devontae Adams was best matched against not Marcus Peters, but the other guy. 
was that? 32. Troy Hill, not yeah. good. Ate him up. Ate him up to the tune of a buck 33 again from Devontae and a lot of big hits, 41, 48. So, you, yeah, you get a sense of uh, they're trying things, they're showing things, and then they're doing things off of that. That's what intrigued me about the Rams' offense under Sean McVay, Z, is that they do a lot of the similar things week to week, but every week there's some variations of plays uh, that uh, they create through motion, formation, the little bunch things, and then they try something a little different each week. So I, I was uh, really cognizant of that. And there were a few things, and I thought the Packers played them, for the most part, pretty well. Those quick little wide receiver screens to yeah, the bunch the formation. Jet, jet sweeps. Yeah, jet sweeps, yep. those kinds of things. As the Packers said going into that game, this is all about eye discipline. And for the most part, I thought their eye discipline was awfully good. Yeah, I, they. we've said it multiple times. That first half, the defense was lights out. They really were lights out. In the second half, yeah, you know, you could gash on a couple of plays, but you did make enough plays, gets your team the lead, and... Well, look at one series in particular, before the one-yard touchdown run. They got 57 yards yeah. on two catches that were called incomplete, and they were reversed. Right. Uh, overturned on replay. Tight plays. Very yeah. tight plays. And, you know, Packers could win because Jimmy Graham's butt is too big. <laughs> well, isn't big enough, I guess. Right, yeah. If it was a little bigger, that yeah. one would have counted. But Jamal Williams got that one in anyway. Yeah. So it, Yeah, it's, it's little things like that. But the defense played their butts off. I mean, obviously it helped to have that extra week of preparation. And then I guess you have to wonder, okay, if I don't have two weeks of preparation, do you hang with them that much? You know, how does that game plan differ? That's going to be interesting to see if this team, if these two teams match up again. I think you're seeing the, some things, though, uh, on a consistent basis. From the Kenny Clark is having Mike McCarthy came right out and said he's, he's fantastic. a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, and I thought he made every bit as many plays as Aaron Donald up front. Donald is considered the best in the game, but I thought Kenny Clark really mucked it up in the run. Yeah, got a couple of sacks. When Kenny Clark was drafted, one of the knocks was he just was a little bit undersized. And, but it was all about technique and his footwork. But he's a beast. But he was also just 20 years old when he exactly. got here. You can tell he's a little bit bigger. He's stronger. He's a, he's a monster in the middle of that line. I think he's good. Last have... year he was really good too. One Down of those, the stretch. Yeah. yeah, one of those guys that really closed well, and he's taken that over into this year. So big things from him. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll check out things around the league. A coach got fired today. We'll talk about that. A little bit more coming up next. Don't go away. The fifth quarter returns after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Long trip back home from Los Angeles, but it was nice to be out there. Went to Venice Beach on Saturday. It's a fun city. Crazy place, Venice Beach. Expensive it's, city. Yeah, it's very expensive city. <laughs> uh, and uh, enjoyed it. It was downtown a little bit uh, Saturday night. The Packers pep rally was good. Uh, right across the street from the Staples Center. Uh, and they also had the L.A. Comic Con going on down at the Convention oh, Center another nice. block away. The costumes were ridiculously good. Unbelievable. Uh, thousands and thousands of great costumes on, uh, on Saturday night. And then came the game. But that was entertaining, too. Sure. And then the long ride home today. You didn't get a chance to take in a World Series game out there, did you? I did not. Okay. But what a day yesterday in Los Angeles. You had the Rams at home, Dodgers at home, the Kings at home. I think the Lakers were home or the Clippers or one or the other. And the uh, Galaxy. All five L.A. pro teams all at home games yesterday. Traffic was 
bad. Could be a reason why so many Packers fans were able to watch that game in Los Angeles yeah, yesterday. That was amazing. <laughs> the fan base was really spread uh, out. Well, we had a hot play of the day. Let's see if we can't find the cold play today. And again, Robinson will give you a prize tonight. Get you registered for our grand prize at the end of the year. This shouldn't take too long, I don't think. Who's first in line over there, Dave? Uh, we got Sue. <laughs> I would say Ty Montgomery's fumble. Really? Nope. Nope. No, not it. No, not it. No. no. Sorry. No. Not it. It was, Tremont, it was Tremont Williams' fair catch. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sue, you're in. Yes, of course it was. That was that was one of those cold plays where we could have taken the prize from Robinson Heating and Cooling, thrown it into the middle of the room like at a wedding in a garter belt, yeah. and just let everybody fight over it. Yeah, who had? Everybody yeah. knew yeah, what the cold play was. Yeah, this one was a gimme. Ty Montgomery's fumble came against the wishes of his boss. Oh, when you look at this, you know, last situation, you know, obviously the plan, the plan there is to, is to stay in the end zone. You know, two minute. We actually talked about it as a team is clearly probably the best situation that both sides of the ball handle right now. That's what those games come down to. There's, you know, their decisions. You know, and then Ty ties in that decision situation, and 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 I'm sure Ty was trying to trying to make a play. Just yeah. trying to make a play. Yeah, we heard that before. Just so trying to make a play. Syrup, just trying to make a play. Uh, yeah, and, and that's kind of what Ty was explaining. Yeah. He thought it was an opportunity. thought it was right close enough at the goal line. But, uh, again, Mike Silver's story, very inflammatory from a teammate of uh, Ty Montgomery's. Uh, and uh, here's Silver's story. According to more than a half dozen Packer players and coaches who witnessed it, Montgomery threw a tantrum of his own on the Packers' previous offensive series, become noticeably enraged on the sideline after being removed from the game. At least one player believed there was carryover from that incident to Montgomery's decision to disregard the coach's instruction and return the kickoff. Quote, they took him out for a play and he slammed his helmet and threw a fit, one player told Silver. And then before the kickoff, they told him to take a knee and he ran it out anyway. You know what that was? That was him saying, I'm going to do me. It's a blanking joke. I mean, what the blank are you doing? We've got Aaron Rodgers, the best I've ever seen, and you're going to take that risk? I mean, it's 12. All you got to do is give him the ball, and you know what's going to happen. The problem with this, yeah. and Ty is right, the problem with this is now it's inside. He can handle shots from fans, shots from us, saying, what in the hell were you doing? But when it's a teammate saying, what the hell were you doing? And really, you thought it was a motivational thing that say, I'm just going to stick it to the coaches for yanking me out of the previous series? Then we got a problem. And so there's going to be some uh, interesting discussions at 1265 this week on trying to put this little brush fire out. Yeah, Mike Florio wrote for Pro Football Talk this afternoon questioning whether or not Mike McCarthy is the right man to be giving the orders if players are just openly disregarding and going against the orders. He's convinced that it was a move by Ty Montgomery to stick it to McCarthy and disregard the orders. And I don't, I don't know if I that's I don't it. get a sense of Ty Montgomery yeah. being a calculating vindictive, I'm going to cost you yeah, a game, I'm so mad thing. I just don't get that. Right. I just think he made a bad decision and it was compounded with ball, bad ball security. I mean, and if you watch the return, the first guy getting up under his legs got yeah. him up in the air. The ball comes up high. It, the carriage was bad. And then, uh, you know, it was uh, punched out of there play. by Ramick Wilson. And, yeah. and, he, and he fell on it. It was a great play by the Rams. I mean, that's a great special teams play in a huge moment. It I mean, is. You just sealed that game. Yeah, you, well, you did. Yeah. I mean, that's a big play for the Rams. I wonder... 
I suppose you can speculate, you can't get in Ty's head, but if he's throwing that tantrum, he's throwing the helmet, he's upset, whether it's with himself, whether it's with the coaches for pulling him, what have you, and then you run him out there for that moment, is he thinking, you know, as clearly as he as he was before? Is he really trying to then just show what it he can do? It wasn't the next snap. Oh, I know, I, I know, mean, it was... but... Does he let it go? And Ty easily? said today, you know, he wasn't screaming at. He has seen Packer players scream yeah. at coaches. Well, that's what I said. Incidents. Whether he was uh, screaming at himself, he, he just in frustration yeah. threw his helmet down, mad at himself for not being yeah. able to do more to help this team. He's questioning his own role on this team right now, and I think that's very understandable because he's kind of. He's really the odd man out. If I had to rank the running backs, I'd put Jones, oh, yeah. Williams, and Montgomery in that yeah. order. And I don't think you need to trot three out there just for a change of pace or just for a specific, oh, maybe we're going to get matchups with the converted wide receiver now turn running back to get up against the linebacker because we haven't seen any of that yeah. this season at all. We're seeing Jones run like crazy. We're seeing Williams get tough yards inside. And we're seeing Ty give those guys a breather. And Ty said he knows that. Right. And he's... And it's kind of it, it all bubbled over. Yeah, and is he trying too hard to just make a play? And maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was. What maybe it that was. was in his head, and we'll we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. And, but know. he shouldn't have made that decision. That is what everybody does know. Shouldn't have made that decision. It was deep enough in the end zone. He knew it was where he minus was. Minus two, I think. He should what have stayed it? back in the end zone. He should have give the offense a chance. He had two oh five to try to not go down necessarily and win. just even if he could have got to the twenty seven. It was, they only had one timeout, and you needed the right. timeout at the two-minute warning. Yes, you did. Yeah, take the knee. Yeah, two have yards the full deep. Two yards deep. That's on the, deep on enough. That. These guys know where they are. I know. They I see know. the white of the end zone. They know. That was kind of a weak excuse there yeah, for time. I think so, too. As was Mike, uh, McCarthy's, actually. Well, the plan was, the plan was, was it a direct order? They know in that situation. Bostick's was a direct order. Right. Jordy's catching the outside. Who kick. called the code Your red? Your job is to yeah. <laughs> Your job is to take out the guy coming to get Jordy right. to prevent him from catching the ball, not you catching the ball. And of course, he did catch the ball, yeah. and the Packers did go to the Super Bowl. A little more on that one than what happened yesterday. I will guarantee whoever is kick returner, if you get down to that situation again, they take a knee every single time. They don't come, no one else tries to come out and make a play with two minutes left down by two or three. I'm sure. Yeah, no one I, else I is going to do that this I would year. Bet. And I would think, that is going to be focused on. That is going to be emphasized yeah. every well, single game. Tyron Zook, actually, he's the coordinator. Yeah. Quite honestly, special teams has not been good the last couple of weeks. But uh, you can't control them once the ball's in the air. You tell them pre-kick, hey, this is what I want you to do. If we get this look, get this look. Once it's in the air, it's up to the players. I understand. Players got to make decisions. I understand. And I think what a lot of people also uh, kind of just kind of uh, ramped up the heat on Ty was that unlike Bostic in the Super Bowl, and I'll never forget that in Seattle, uh, he sat in his locker with his head under a towel for 20 minutes knowing he had to talk to us about that play, and he talked to us about that play. Not unlike Mason Crosby, who in Detroit yeah. – Knew he had to talk about whiffing five times, and he did. And then Montgomery walked right past a couple of reporters yesterday. I think Rob was one. Domofsky, uh Rod Burks from Channel 5, uh, Milwaukee TV station was another one. Uh, and just said no, and he just kept going. And that got everybody even a little more riled up and then kind of fueled the fire for 24 hours. Yeah, I wonder if he had a run-in with a player or something like that leading into it, you know, and he just – Maybe was a little overheated, didn't want to talk, just wasn't in the right headspace. I'm fine with that kind of a thing. 
They call it a 10-minute cooling-off period because it's a 10-minute. Yeah. You're a big boy. Yeah. You, you know, face the music. You make a lot talk of money. About, talk about the play. That's part of the deal. All right, we've got to take one more break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll uh, kind of just recap the weekend that was in the NFL. We'll have three ready. minutes to see yeah, if our guests we'll get you year. ready uh, for uh, next weekend's game in Foxborough. Don't go away. Fifth quarter wraps up right after this. We now return right. to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. All right, bad as it was, it's not over for these guys. They still got a long ways to go. Everybody in the North has at least three losses eight weeks into the season. So, uh, you know, and they're going to play them all again so they can still get it done. There were positives to take out of that game. Uh, they went up against uh, generally considered the best team in the league, played toe-to-toe -to -toe with them on the road. Uh, an exciting game. Let's see if they can parlay this into what is still a very tough stretch. Patriots, home to the Dolphins, off to Seattle, off to Minnesota. We'll know by Thanksgiving whether this is going to be uh, a team that's going to stay in the mix or maybe a team that's going to be... Well, like John Dorsey, looking for a coach. Hugh Jackson fired today in Cleveland. How could a, they let him go? It is about time. What? He was so bad in Cleveland. 3-36-1. I don't know what kind of dirt he had on the Haslam family to keep that job so long. But it was it was just deemed not juicy enough in Cleveland. Oh, they man. finally got rid of him. They got rid of Haley as well. So, yeah, they're cleaning some house there. Yeah, all right. And, you know, the Raiders have been cleaning house. They trade, you know, right. back. They trade Cooper. There's they're planning. Car. The trade deadline's this week. Yeah. Packers aren't going to trade Haha -ha Clinton Dix. Uh, and they're not going to cut Ty Montgomery. And they're going to get ready for the New England Patriots one week from tonight. Maybe a trade one week of from, Well, Sunday night, I should say, in Foxborough. I don't know what day it is. It's been that kind of a weekend. All right. <laughs> but with the Packers away, we'll send you over up the street to the Packer Pro Shop. Our friends at Robinson's got the gift card for somebody who was kind enough to come over and say hello tonight. Who's our winner? Sue Jakes. Sue Jakes gets the card. Congratulations, Sue. Sorry about MVS tonight. We'll see what happens uh, next week. You never know. These guys, geez, they take it harder than we do, that's for sure. Yeah. So I'm after the game. I'm okay. We're good. I'm good. But again... A little jet lag, you never know what happens. Who knows? Maybe they had last minute meetings called tonight. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe had to get Or maybe, the... yeah, they're going to just do a little kumbaya session here. Maybe. Smooth everything over with Ty and the way that locker room is kind of getting weird. Maybe he had to get an extra session in the in the ice tub. All Who right. Knows? Get a chance to peek at the Pats tonight. We'll scout them out, and I know you'll be watching, and we'll be Obviously. covering it all week, and I'll be at Foxborough on the weekend. Big game and next back weekend. back next Monday night for another edition. Thanks so much for coming out. Don't go away. we got some more door prize to give away before we say goodnight. Till then, for Matt C., I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks for coming over, and we'll see you next time.